0: Let's be real, life is messy, there's no way around it, and it often leaves us feeling out of control. Wouldn't it be amazing if we had some helpful tools and resources to best work for you in your own life? Well, in today's society, we're getting messages on how to be the perfect size six, to crafting this Instagram-worthy home, to being the best mom hustler. Let's go ahead and stop all of that by being aware and capable of so much more, meeting our goals, becoming the best moms we can be. Join me, self-taught online business owner, Daphne Caldwell, mom of three, messy mom extraordinaire, and guide to all things living authentically, anxiety-free, and most importantly, happily you. Welcome, I should, add a small disclaimer to this very first episode because I am a mom of three, so there is a high chance that you may hear a little bit of some rumbling of footsteps behind me in the hallway. I promise you we will get to more peaceful episodes, but I thought I would lead with that because transparency is so important in this series. And a common theme that you're going to find in a lot of the messages is authenticity and being truly you. So it's only fitting that we start with that. Now, as I'm recording this, I find this topic that we were going to name for our very first episode of Mess to a Message to be so ironic. The topic's name was finding out where to start. And the reason it was so ironic was I myself struggled with knowing exactly where to start with the content that I wanted to bring to you. And I know you're probably thinking, how does that work exactly? How do you want to start a podcast and not know where to begin? Well, first of all, let me introduce myself properly. In addition to being a mom of three, I'm in my late 30s with anxiety, ADHD, and depression. That doesn't label me, but if that sentence didn't help you to understand, then you really need to stick in for this episode, because this is not just for people who experience ADHD, but for those who want to learn more or just simply deal with distractions in this day and age and are busy. So, for those who don't know, ADHD does tend to come with a lot of overwhelm and decision overload, so it's not necessarily that I have nothing to offer for this series. On the contrary, I actually have so many things to talk about. But my main goal is to focus on what would be the most helpful in a structured enough way to make sense of why we need to broach these topics. Now, the fact that so many people have ADHD or ADD, detention deficit disorders, are just simply bogged down with so many tasks is the very reason that should be good enough of a clue as to why we should talk about these starting points. So instead of finding out where to start, I want to change my message to the four S's to success. Because how can we have success in the message that we have to bring to others, to the world, for ourselves, if we don't even understand what's going on? So we need to know where we're going We need to know if we're following the true purpose of where we plan on heading. And I know it's so easy to feel pulled in a million directions in this day and age that we're in now. I feel it. If we're not receiving a text notification, then it's an email to catch up on from work. Or it's a child needing to go somewhere after school, an overdue errand that we need to attend to, or that endless scroll on social media that helps us to numb out. The first S for this series is self-awareness. I feel like self-awareness is such a underrated word. And I really believe that it's no offense to the past generations, but just because they didn't have as much and didn't express as much, everything was more kept hidden or to yourself. But having self-awareness helps, especially with ADHD to unlock productivity and the power to maximize our strengths. So we're gonna focus a little bit on how are we going to be self-aware or at least what are some ways to show that we have a tool to use to create more self-awareness? Well, first of all, one of the most important things, whether we have ADHD or we just want to be more self-aware, is to take inventory of our strengths and our challenges. It can be writing it down in a journal, It could be adding it as a note to your phone. But knowing what we lack and what we're strong at is so important. Practicing transparency, there's that word again, honesty, authenticity of what you are likely to be able to do or not do. Because this is going to help us not to make spontaneous decisions That may lead to a future that we didn't really want or want to work for, or it doesn't just work for us. It's also important that if we're going to write down and take inventory of ourselves to know what our frustrations are, our triggers, and what also energizes us, because this will help us to make time intentionally to curate our schedule around the things that drain us and charge us up. Now, this all sounds good. But we need to really provide some kind of study or proof, right? Well, in a study from a leadership consulting firm, she's also a business professor at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, Teresa Wellborn, she's the founder of ePulse, Inc. She has actually done a study on the energy levels of business leaders throughout regular surveys. According to her most recent report, of the 540 participants that she studied, 61% said they were working below their best energy level while the 21% reported that they were working above their optimal energy level. This can be problematic because she notices that this tends to create an environment where people cannot focus and do their work and that is going to affect productivity. So one of the things to fix this problem is to monitor energy levels. Energy reflects performance. And because energy fluctuates, Walburn suggests that we regularly check in and ask these two questions. Where are you on energy and where are you at your best? If we know how we're doing, that's a good insight to the rest of how our organization is doing as well as just ourselves or any other place that we are needing to expel this energy. So being above or below our optimal energy level can cause problems. Leaders who are constantly interrupted and they're in their highest or over-energized state can lead to a loss of productivity and actually lead to burnout. Where on the other hand, leaders that are working far below their optimal energy level can avoid challenges and are bored. So it is important for us to step back and really see where we are an example personally is I have my most energy around the time frames around 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. I feel my most tired around 2 to 4 p.m. And between 5 to 9, I kind of get a second wind and I notice that I have a little bit more energy. We wanna go ahead and make sense of everything that we're doing. And if we are being productive during these times, So for me, I know that I want to take a rest or more downtime from two to four. Those other segments of my day, I know that I can focus more on productive things. Things that I want to reach me more towards my goal or towards my deadlines. The second S of our four S's, six success is simplify. If simplify could have a motto it would be less is best because organization i have noticed to be adhd's arch nemesis but the equation that we to understand inside of our brains is mess equals stress so therein we have a conundrum Because what's ironic is with ADHD, we tend to create a mess everywhere we go because of our short attention spans. And although I know this seems impossible, simplification and organization are the keys that you exactly need to be able to bring calmness and stability to your life. And I'm going to propose something so ridiculous because it probably often gets skipped over, I know from experience, in simplification, is to simply take time to pause or create times of pause as well as moments to fail. You heard me. Because what I have learned is stress mixed with ADHD inhibits what's going on in our prefrontal cortex. And a little science lesson for those who don't know what the PFC or the prefrontal cortex does. This part of the brain plays a central role in cognitive control functions, which paired with dopamine is the part of the brain that is going to help with reasoning, problem solving, comprehension, impulses, creativity, and perseverance. So when something is restricting that PFC, situations for that person are going to be perceived as it's just way too much. It's overwhelmed. And this is going to signal your amygdala to basically hijack your brain. For those who don't know, the amygdala is so important because it is literally the center of the fight or flight response that we get when something is too much that we perceive. A little credit to Kara Lowenthal. She has her own podcast. You can go look that up. She basically explains that when we have the fight or flight response, our brains are sort of in primal mode. Like back in caveman days... Where all we know what to do is to fight for our survival. And logic kind of goes out the window. So if we can prevent stress by simplifying our lives, then what happens is we have more opportunities to think things through and not respond out of a fight or flight response. And I suggest that if we do this... This will help us not to take a fatalistic approach when we make mistakes or think it's the end of the world and we have possibility to try again or creativity to do something new or a different way. So some ways that if you find yourself being hijacked by this stress and then the ADHD is making it even worse, a couple of coping mechanisms that I have learned is you can do things distracting yourself When you distract yourself, it kind of puts a hold on the fight or flight response and brings focus back to where you need to be. Some examples could be distracting by listing really quickly six cities with the letter P. Alphabetizing, rearranging something that's normally fixed in a certain kind of way, or practicing scattered counting where it's just random counting that comes to your mind. One that personally works the best for me that was brought up by Kara Lowenthal is to identify each physical response that you have when you experience anxiety or your fight or flight response. So that could be you start noticing your heart's racing, that your breath is shallow, that maybe you have a headache or you have some nervous energy through your legs, uh, you're pacing. These things are going to help distract you to getting back to where you need to be for a good starting point for a productive life. So we talked about self-awareness. But the one thing I want to talk about that goes hand in hand with self-awareness and simplifying is now that you know where your faults are, where your strengths are, you need to know that you're going to most likely forget something because of distractions. If you know that you're going to miss out on your appointments once you get that information, you need to go ahead right away and put a note or write it down or sync them back up on your device. So that way it is not going to be something that's out of sight, out of mind. You're going to make sure that you're not in the moment when making decisions by making decisions the night before, such as laying out your clothes. So that way it helps you to be on time and punctual. You're going to know that you need to be more redundant and repeat things over and over again. And a good way to do that is to set alarms. And that is so helpful for me in the morning when I need to wake up. I don't know about you, but I love me some scripture. Proverbs 13, 16 through 25 tells us that wise people think before they act and fools don't. They'll even brag about their foolishness. To simplify your life, you want things to be easy access. So not having to look around everywhere in a clutter is gonna be so helpful. Try grouping things that you would normally use together. For example, I like to clip my keys on a little clip on my purse loop, where I hang my purse loop on a little nail by the door and that helps me to have everything together when I need to get out the door quickly. And finally, even a good example for if you struggle with decisions on meals, meal prepping and planning it one night out of the week helps to take away some of that decision overload and helps you to be able not to feel so overwhelmed. Now, I talked about the two S's to success. We have two more to go. And I really hope that this podcast was helpful for you. And I want to thank you if you have taken the time long enough to listen for joining me. And I encourage you, let's continue to dive together into ways to become so much more productive, so much more powerful in turning a life from a mess to a message. Please don't forget to subscribe. And if you like this, please don't forget to rate this podcast. See you next time.